Good morning, all listeners. It's Saturday, October 22nd, 2022. It's 8.10 a.m. Pacific time, and this is episode 189 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 189. It is Saturday. We have the the sports galaxy all crossing heads with baseball and football and basketball and hockey. One of the best times in the of the year. College basketball starts in a couple weeks. It's 8.10 a.m. I've been up since 4.30. And Boogie, I'm not tired. I'm not tired either, my friend. Man, Thursday was awesome. Did you know Thursday was like the sports equinox? Yes, that's what I was going to say. The equinox. Yes. Not the Chevy equinox, but no. the sports equinox. The sports equinox, man. We had MLS. We had basketball, NBA. We had NHL. Love it. We had baseball. And we, of course, had college football. And we had NFL football. My Lord, it is like the best time of the year. We have so much to talk about today. The NBA and NHL just kicked off. We'll start with that. We'll dive into the MLB postseason, where we're at, and our couple picks for the NLCS games three and four, respectively, today uh, on this beautiful Saturday. Mm. We will also dive into a big college football slate. Seven picks in college football, plus both MLB picks. Very exciting to go back and forth on me and Boogie's opinions on that, so stay tuned. But Boogie, I want to start with the NBA and the NHL. Both of these leagues kicked off recently, and as of right now, we'll start with the NHL, and I got to give a quick shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights, as they have started the season Literally, if you look at the league, they lead the NHL in points, tied with the Boston Bruins at 4-1 and one with 8 points, and my New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins right on their heels. That's right. Vegas is looking real good. Jack Eichel is scoring. He's already got multiple games of multiple scores in each game. Uh, they are 4-1. and one. It looks like they are back. In the saddle here in Vegas. Looking good. They have a big game tonight against the Colorado Avalanche, mm. the defending Stanley Cup champions, playing here in Vegas down at the Fort at 7 o'clock Pacific time. That's going to be awesome. Man, I can't wait to watch that game. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Vegas looks like they got things rolling right now. Um, Avalanche, of course, they're going to be a big, big time uh, team this year as well. Can't sleep on them. Uh, but I think that uh, with all the injuries gone, Hopefully, knock on wood, that we are uh, in shape this year. They still will have to deal with salary cap issues, but uh, that's all right. We're, we're going well this year so far. They've been amazing so far. Exciting to see them back. I'm excited for them to stay healthy this year, make a nice run, get back into the postseason, because postseason hockey is the best, and we really missed them last year in the postseason. Um they just missed out on the postseason last year, but they look good. Them and the Boston Bruins, so far, it's early, five games in, both 4-1 and one with eight points. Then you have the Dallas Stars, Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Rangers, and Florida Panthers, all with seven points. So right there on their heels, these four teams looking to uh, really make some noise here. I'm proud of my Penguins so far. They re-signed Latang and Malcolm and Crosby in the offseason, and they're looking like a very strong contender I'm excited for hockey, man. I can't wait. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to a few games myself this year. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this is a long season. Uh, we will see what happens, but excited that it's back. Excited that it's back. They're about five games in. There's a big slate of hockey games today. Like I said, all uh, capped off with a 7 o'clock Pacific time at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. 
The Knights are minus $1.25 home favorite in this game, and the over-under is 6.5 for you betters out there. Should be a great game. The Avalanche are loaded, obviously, defending Stanley Cup champs. 2-2-1 um, two, two and one this year to start the year, so pretty even keel. Maybe a little Stanley Cup hangover for the Avs, but we will count on the Avs to be there at the end. Yeah, they'll be there in the end, of course. They got a better team. Uh, they, they do have a different goalie this year, uh, of course, with the salary cap hit. Uh, these guys trying to get paid. Cannot wait for NHL postseason after March Madness. Same thing with the NBA playoffs. That also happens after March Madness. Most teams in the NBA have played two games so far. The NBA actually started earlier on this week on Tuesday. About a full weeks of games. Some teams have only played one game, but some notable uh, notable 2-0 teams so far, Boogie. The Hawks, obviously, they made that big trade for DeJounte Murray in the offseason. If you haven't seen Atlanta play, Boogs, Atlanta is nasty, yeah, bro. They, are, yeah. they got Ice Trey. They got DeJounte Murray. They got Clint Capella in the middle. John Collins is a dunking machine. And how about the Pelicans also 2-0? The return of Zion Williamson, a sleeper in the West. You got Zion, CJ, and Brandon Ingram, the three-headed monster. And Valanchunas had 28 and 17 boards last night. The Pelicans look like they're for real. Yeah, they do look for real. Uh, Brandon Ingram right, right now got to be their number one until Zion can uh, make sure that he solidifies his health. Um, of course, he's going to be exciting to watch this year as long as he can stay healthy. And that's going to be an exciting team to see all year long. Cannot wait to continue to watch the Pelicans prosper. They'll get their first nationally televised game next week. So I'm excited to see Zion out there. And the number two pick in Zion's draft was Ja Morant. The Grizzlies are 2-0, and, and Ja had 49 points last night in a win. Puts up 49. The kid's just unbelievable. He's only getting better every year. And uh, again, we should look out for a MVP futures for him yeah. ticket because this kid's going to be on fire all year long. Him and Zion looking great out of that draft. A couple surprising 2-0 teams. The Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma. They lead the way. They're 2-0. The Portland Trailblazers with Damian Lillard leading the way. Yusuf Nurkic is out there. They got some young cores around him. It's Dame's team now with no CJ. First full season for the Blazers without CJ McCollum. And Portland's 2-0. Then you have the Utah Jazz, an upstart team who pretty much traded away their two big stars. Fire sale. They come in at 2-0 with yeah. a bunch of good young pieces and draft picks. Future looking bright in Utah. New coach, new scheme, new players. 2-0 to start this season. Averaging 127.5 points a game. They're putting up buckets. Laurie Markkinen's been really good for them. Keep an eye on Laurie Markkinen this year. And then you have the Boston Celtics also at 2-0. Um, two very impressive wins against really perennial Eastern Conference contenders to start the year. They beat Philly on opening night. And they beat the uh, Heat in Miami last night. So Boston 2-0. No no coach. They got my boy Joe Mazzulla, former yep. point guard of West Virginia, the interim head coach. The Celtics look really good, too. And no, Tatum is keeping. Did you know this about Jason Tatum real quick? I got to give him a shout. He's one of my favorite guys in the league. What you got? Jason Tatum is the only player in NBA history. This is year six for him, right? Yeah. In his first five seasons, he's increased his points, rebounds, and assists every single year in the league. Man's on a mission right now. He's unbelievable. Boston looking good at 2-0. We have a couple of 1-0 teams, too. The Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers. Bucks, obviously, without Middleton to start the year. But Giannis, as long as you have him, you're going to be a high seed in the Eastern Conference. And a lot of people are talking in L.A., Lakers are 0-2. Clippers are 1-0. They beat the Lakers the other day. You got Kawhi back. They got John Wall back from injury. 
I'm excited to see what this Clippers team can do with the three-headed monster of PG, John Wall, and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Paul George is going to be nice. Kawhi's got to stay healthy. This guy has played like, uh, like what, 130 games out of the last four seasons, three seasons. Yeah. Uh, he's got to stay healthy, of course. He looks confident. Though. Yeah, looks confident. This uh, this Clipper team looks like they're going to be pretty good this year as long as they can stay healthy. Uh, on the other side, though, in that L.A. team, man, what is going on with the Lakers right now? Yeah. Westbrook, trade, questionable. What's going on with him? Is he going to be able to uh, finish the season? Who knows? Uh, they're trying to trade him away. Uh, LeBron's already talking about it. This team is definitely needs shooters out there. They don't have shooters. They're already 0-2. Yeah. Um, can A.D. stay healthy? Um, yeah, we, we need to see what's going on in L.A. Because there's there's talk already that uh, there could be some firings already. Getting rid yeah. of the GM, Palinka. Man, this is already a circus. They need shooter, shooters, and they're 0-2 with 80 games to play left in the season. A big matchup today, though. The Celtics, their 2-0 record, they travel to Orlando. Get your Rookie of the Year futures in on my man, Paolo Bancaro from Duke. Hell yeah. Through two games this year, he's averaging 23.5 points and 10.5 rebounds. He looks like a man amongst boys, which is why Orlando took him with the number one pick. They're 0-2. But they got one of the best young players in the NBA right now. I mean, that was a smart pickup. Banchero looks like the guy that's going to be all-around rookie of the year um, candidate. Uh, Chet Holmgren, of course, already done for the season. In preseason, he hurts himself. Yep. He's out for the year. Banchero basically going to be the, the guy that's going to be all, all over this. Jade, watch out for Jaden Ivey. He has actually hasn't really played that much yet. But Benchero is looks like the guy that's going to be the rookie of the year already. He really does. So very exciting. The NBA is up and running. It started this week. So we're two weeks into the NHL season, one week into the NBA season. We will keep you guys updated week by week and incorporate that into our football. And, of course, a good transition here into our baseball postseason. Boogie, the last time we talked on Sunday, the Yankees and the Guardians played a pivotal Game 4 down in Cleveland. And I predicted that Garrett Cole would lose that game and the Yankees would be going home for good. You predicted the Yankees would beat the Guardians. It was one of our drink bets on Sunday. By the way, before we dive into baseball, I just want to say that Boogie and I are hitting 75% in the last five podcasts. Hell yeah! Last Sunday was fantastic. We both went 10-4. and four. And between Saturday and Sunday, hitting 62% of the spread last weekend. Make sure you guys listen, subscribe, and listen to our plays and our analysis. We got a really good handle on football right now. So with that being said, the Yankees did take care of business on that Sunday to force that all-important Game 5 on Monday, which was postponed due to the rain. You're telling me the Major League Baseball gods didn't want the Yankees to play the Astros? Oh, yeah. Yankees ended up playing Game Five in against Cleveland in the Bronx with a five-one victory. We Hell watched, yeah. watched it live. Uh, John Carlos Stanton, a first run, uh, first inning three-run jack off of Aaron Savale. Nestor Cortez was really sharp, and the Yankees win Game Five, send the Guardians home. Thanks for coming out. Great season for the Guardians, winning the AL Central. They now go into their offseason. The Yankees move on to play the Astros. In the ALCS, just like you and I predicted back in May. Wow, what a surprise. American League, all chalk. National League, all not. Oh my goodness, what happened in the National League? The Phillies and the Padres met in the NLCS on Tuesday night. The game won. 
It was a Harper and Schwarber, two solo shots. It was a pitcher's duel between Zach Wheeler, who has been lights out this postseason. Him and you, Darvish, had a pitcher's duel, a one-hitter for the Phillies, a 2-0 victory in San Diego. Phillies steal game one. Don't tell me it's not about pitching in the playoffs. Oh, it is. Don't tell me about that because the Phillies have been mashing balls ever since the All-Star break, and all of a sudden they come up with a pitching against the Padres who have an amazing at least on paper, yeah. This bat, these bats are alive. They're amazing, and you know we talked about how important the pitching was, and we've been monitoring the Phillies and the Padres throughout this postseason push. Notably, the five and six seed in the National League, which I love that they expanded to the postseason. I mm. hope they stick with this format going love forward. It. In Game Two, though, on Wednesday night, the Padres st- got Game Two to even the series at one to one, an eight five victory. They were down 4 nothing in that game, Boogie. They got to Blake Snell early. He calmed down, though, and the Padres got a five-run fifth inning, extended the lead, and got an 8-5 win. They beat up on Aaron Nola, who was making his third postseason start of his career. We talked about how important it was for the Padres to make a run that Blake Snell had to be a key component. He has been so far this postseason. This was the first game he's gotten touched around a little bit, but the bats came to life. And how about all the guys they traded for, how important that they've been yep. to this team? I mean, you, you think about guys like Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Josh like, Bell finally starting to hit. These guys have been so pivotal. And Brandon Drury. Like, these guys they traded for at the deadline have been difference makers in the postseason. That's why you make the moves at the deadline. Exactly. Padres uh, win game two. It was a tough, uh, tough scenario for the Yankees. The, you had the rain out. Then you win game five on Tuesday. You win game five Tuesday night, you're done in the Bronx at midnight, then you gotta fly to Houston. You probably don't get to Houston till five o'clock in the morning. Then you gotta go against Justin Verlander in game one, and he was lights out, Boogie. 11 strikeouts, a 4 2 victory over your Yankees in game number one on Wednesday night. So the Astros went up 1 0. Then they went up 2-0 on Thursday, a 3-2 victory. Um, Alex Bregman, a three-run homer in the third inning, and Framber Valdez stifled the Yankees' backs for a 3-2 victory for the Strohs. Now the series comes back to the Bronx. Big game today for the Yankees and the Astros, Game 3. Yeah, this is a big game for them at home. They should be able to take care of business with Garrett Cole on the mound, but... Let me tell you something about this Yankee team. They have been riding it real hard, of course, going around, traveling. The way that uh, they were able to almost win this game one and game two, it's come down to Verlander had a great game. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he did. But it's come down to clutch hitting. Yankees have had their chances. They just have not been able to to push those runners across. Mm -hmm. LOB, left on base. That is the problem right now with the Yankees hitting. No timely hitting. They haven't had timely hitting. Clutch hitting has not been their thing right now. And, of course, they're going to need to do that to be able to win today and make this game a series. We shall see what happens. I think it takes care of business today. I think the Yankees go ahead. And I'm going to give you my my pick right now. There it is. Good My pick and my prediction right now. Yankees. Garrett Cole today on the money line. Minus $1.45. Yankees at home. The Bronx will be rocking today. Give me the Yankees minus $1.45. I respect you as a Yankees fan. I feel like a little bit of your heart is into that play. I could see it on your face when you were capping it this morning. And I got to tell you, I couldn't disagree more with you. And I'm going to tell you why. 
You got Garrett Cole on the mound. He's great. That's why you signed him to that large contract from my Pirates. He's his former team, too. And, and you got Christian Javier on the mound for Houston, who's been good this postseason, too. My thing with the Yankees is is their, their, their timely hitting has been so atrocious. Like you said, leading the postseason and left on base, as well as 21 of the 25 runs they scored this postseason is via the home run. The only way this team scores is by hitting home runs. And if they don't hit home runs, they don't win. They yeah. don't hit. And here's the problem with Garrett Short Cole. Short porch, right field. Garrett Cole has given up a home run in 11 consecutive starts. I mean, and you're going up against the Astros lineup, who's absolutely loaded with hitters. I hate to say this to you, Boogie, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but the Astros own the Yankees. Yeah. They own the Yankees, Boogie. Yeah. Drink bet number one. And just so you guys know... Boogie and I have been capping and monitoring baseball this entire summer, and we could not be further away from each other in today's games. Game three, 207 on TBS. I'm going with the Astros. I got plus a dollar thirty-three. You're giving me a dollar thirty-three with the best team in baseball against the Yankees team who can't get timely hits? Come on, Boogie. Minus a dollar forty-five seems pretty easy to me. Alright. Well. We couldn't disagree more. Game three, Houston leads the series 2-0. Yankees essentially a must win as only one team has came back from 3-0, and we won't talk about that. But Yankees win the day. They get the series to 2-1. An Astros win puts them in a 3-0 scenario, foot on throat for a game four tomorrow in the Bronx. Tomorrow's probables for game four, Lance McCullers Jr. against Nestor Cortez. Nice. So it's going to be a scenario. Yankees going 2-2. Yankees trying to tie the series with a couple wins this weekend. Astros trying to get a sweep. Maybe it's 2-2. Maybe it's 3-1. Maybe it's a sweep. Only time will tell. Boogie on the Yankees. Baron on the Astros. Our second uh, game is the NLCS game four, 4.45 p.m. on Fox, Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies have won about 80% of their postseason games. That place is absolutely bonkers. Two teams who haven't been in the playoffs in years and years and years. Neither team hit 90 wins this year. Doesn't matter. It's foolproof of who's playing good baseball at the right time. The Padres with Clevenger on the mound. The Phillies are throwing falter. This is essentially a pick em right here, Boogs. I mean, I'm seeing Philly minus 110. Padres minus 103. It's all over the place. Essentially, you pick them here in this game. Citizens Bank Park. Padres and Phillies. Phillies lead this series two games to one. So, Padres, a very important spot for them to tie this thing up. So, Padres going to tie it up or Phillies going to go up 3-1? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about the Phillies. They're at home. This this Philly team at home is really good. We're looking at a Phillies team, though, that's going to start um, Ryan Falter. Falter's going to be an opening pitcher. Clevenger has not really been pitching well either. Bailey Falter will will pitch on the counter side for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to hitting. I think at home, Phillies at home, a little bit more confident. Give me the Phillies. Ryan Howard also throwing out the first pitch today. Ooh. And they're bringing back a lot of these old players. Yesterday, it was a couple other guys from their championship yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. Give me the Phillies at home. Mine is only $1.10. I think it shuts down. I think they have more offense than the Padres do today. Boogie on the Phillies to go up 3-1 here. And once again, it's our second and last drink bet of this podcast. As Boogie and I are giving out seven college football picks. One of them is an agreement pick. And the rest of them are all... Um, all our own, but when I look at this, I look at this Falter kid, and this is his first time pitching this postseason, and 
What this is telling me is this is telling me that the Phillies are just kind of throwing him out there. Throwaway game is and, what and, you're saying. And, and, and hoping that they win. Clevenger has pitched this postseason. He has been effective. I think the Padres' bats finally get hot. Um, they have been kind of cold in this series um, outside of that game one. I think the Padres can finally get their bats going against this kid, Falter. I think they shell him, and I think they get a big lead, and I think their bullpen shuts it down all the way down to Hader. Shutting it down in the ninth. Padres even the series today to force a pivotal game five in Philly tomorrow. That'll be interesting. Drink bet number two. I got Padres at minus 103. So boogie on the home teams. Home teams, baby. Bear on the away teams for today's league championship series. Just a uh, television update for tomorrow. Very spread out are these two games. Game 5, Phillies and Padres tomorrow, 11.37 a.m. on FS1. And Astros-Yankees game 4, 4.07 p.m. on TBS. So, big time stakes here. A lot going on. We will touch base tomorrow in the baseball world. And we will go over... Game five and four, respectively, of the NLCS and the ALCS. It's college football time, everybody, and we have a stacked card today. A lot of good games, a lot of big games for a lot of good teams. We'll see how everything pans out today. And I'm going to throw it to Boogie for his first pick of the day, and he's going somewhere juicy. Nine o'clock on Fox, the big game Saturday, game of the week. Gus Johnson on the call. Iowa's three and three, one and two in the Big Ten, going down to the horseshoe in Columbus to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are the number two team in the country after leapfrogging Alabama and a couple other teams. So Ohio State comes in number two in the country. CJ Stroud is having a Heisman type season right now. 1,737 yards, 24 touchdowns, only three picks. He has a plethora of wide receivers. Iowa cannot score. They are the worst offense and the best defense in the country. It's the weirdest team I've ever seen. Boogie, you like Ohio State big today. I mean, here's the thing about Ohio State. They're on a mission this year. Ryan Day got this team ready to go. Uh, 2017, Iowa actually crushed Ohio State 55-24. So since then, Ryan Day will have this team ready as uh, you got C.J. Stroud and that offense ready to roll. This Ohio State defense is ready to shut down this horrific Iowa offense. Although Iowa has one of the best defenses, not today, my friend. Ohio State going to go to 7-0, take care of business. I'm looking for a, a 49-10, to something like that. Ohio State all over Iowa today at home. Give me Ohio State. Lay the crazy 30 points. Ohio State minus 30 is Boogie's first pick. And and I was going to tell you, too, uh, Iowa ain't going to score 55 points today. They've only scored 88 points in six games this season. Hell, yeah. So, Ohio State, Boogie likes them big. Ohio State's one of two teams in the country that's top 10 in defense and offense. Them and the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Could be on a collision course. Who knows? Alabama, Tennessee, and some other schools might have something to say about that. But Ohio State, Boogie's first pick, laying the 30 points. Pick number two on our slate for Boogie and pick number one for me is a combo bet. Yes. Our other big game at 9 a.m. this morning is on ABC, and it's the number 14th ranked team in the country, the surprise 6-0 Syracuse Orange. They travel down the Death Valley to take on Clemson. 
It's Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina. It's a day game. It's not going to be the real scary night game. Uh-uh. Syracuse is 5-1 and one against the number this year, Boogie. 5-1 and one against the spread, playing great defense, only giving up 13 points a game. They run the football with Tucker. Schrader's been effective. Clemson's good. I think this is a little bit too many points, though. This is a make-or-break game for Syracuse. You know, it's going to be – this performance is going to dictate if they are a perennial ACC contender – or they just got the benefit of a soft schedule to start the year. Because that's what a lot of people are saying. They got a decent win against Purdue. They beat NC State without Devin Leary. They beat up on Wagner and UVA and UConn, teams that don't even matter. This is the this is their Super Bowl today. They're playing Clemson. They're on the road. They're getting 14 points. And I'm buying into the Syracuse program. I'm buying into the fact that I think they can compete with a Clemson team that's dominated the ACC for a number of, the, of years outside of last year's debacle. I think Clemson probably gets the win. But 14 points is too many, Boogs. I think Syracuse hangs in there for a majority of the game, and I like Syracuse getting 14 here. I love Syracuse getting 14 today. This Clemson team, obviously, with ukulele is, I think, obviously going to... I don't even say obviously. I think that it's going to be a lot closer than most people yeah. think. Uh, Syracuse actually upset this team back in 2017. Yes, they did. If people don't know that. Syracuse, additionally, is also 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven games in October. That's great. While they're also 4-1 and against the spread in their last five meetings between these two teams. Syracuse keeps it close within the 14 points. I'm taking Syracuse plus 14. Syracuse all day. And if you look at the numbers, Clemson's scoring about three more points a game than Syracuse, but Syracuse has given up about seven points left. And if you look at the total yards, Syracuse actually has more total yards offensively per game than Clemson and almost 100 yards less allowed. Syracuse, one of the best in the country, and only giving up 268 yards a game. Yes, a lot of people are saying they've played a cupcake schedule. I think they're out to prove themselves today. I don't think they lay down. I think this will be a good game. This is their Super Bowl. Syracuse will compete today. Syracuse grabbed the 14 points. Okay, so now we're taking a look. I have one more 9 o'clock game on ESPNU. It's an American Athletic Conference matchup between the Houston Cougars and the Navy Midshipmen. Navy's been a cash cow for me this year. They've been pretty good, 4-2 against the number this year. Houston, very, very letdown type of season. 3-3, three 2-4 and three, two and four against the spread. Clayton Toon has been a little bit erratic. Their defense has been horrible. They're giving up more points than they actually score. I think this Navy team can control the ball on the ground. They're at home, um, undefeated at home this year. Um, I'm sorry, they did lose to Memphis, but, I mean, they've been doing very well, especially the last few weeks. Um, a close loss to Air Force, um, a blowout win against Tulsa, and a really close loss to SMU, who's really good. So I'm going to take Navy here, getting the three. I looked this morning, and 80% of the bets, 80% of the cash, Houston, sharp money, Navy. That tells me everything I need to know. I think the midshipmen might be able to – be a live dog here, and I'm going to take Navy plus the three points to um, to cover at home against the Houston Cougars. We scroll down, we'll see what else we got, and pow, there it is. You know I got to go with my boys today, Boogie, the West Virginia Mountaineers. Ooh, Mountaineers. Coming off a bye week and a big-time win against Baylor on a Thursday night, West Virginia's got nine, or, uh, yeah, nine days to rest for this game. Texas Tech got two weeks off, too. They've lost two straight at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. They're back at home taking on West Virginia. <coughs> Short little five-point line. You know the rules. Yeah. I think West Virginia could go on the road and win this damn game. So give me the five points. Country roads, take me home. 
West Virginia plus five, pick number three for me. We're scrolling down to the afternoon now, and there it is. A big-time matchup in the Pac-12. We talked about this matchup on Sunday and previewed it. The two top teams in the Pac-12, the last two remaining unbeaten teams in the Pac-12, the UCLA Bruins against the Oregon Ducks. 6-0 UCLA, number nine in the country. 5-1 Oregon, number 10 in the country. Oregon has looked absolutely unstoppable since that shellacking in week one against Georgia. UCLA has looked every bit the part. Great matchup here. You got DTR, you got Bo Nix, you got good coaching, good defense, good offense, good special teams. This is a must-watch. 12:30 on Fox. Both these teams are under or undefeated in conference. Both these teams are four and two against the spread. Oregon Boogie is a seven-point home favorite. Man, I am now a true believer of these UCLA Bruins. Give me UCLA catching seven on the road against this Oregon team. Uh, again, Oregon has been doing real well since they got clobbered in the first game against Georgia. UCLA, though, surprising everybody. Dorian Thompson, Robinson, super efficient this season. You got running back Zach Charbonnet also doing super amazing this year so far. On the other side, you got Bo Nix, uh, transfer from Auburn, is doing really well. Yeah. Of course, for Oregon, uh, the, both these offenses averaging over 40 points a game. Uh, the total is 70 and a half. Holy cow, fireworks. Watch out for the uh, the weather in this game. It's supposed to be raining. I am taking UCLA, though. This defense is a lead for UCLA. UCLA on the road, 7-1 and one against the spread. Their last eight road games. Give me UCLA plus the 7. Outright win, possibly. I am loving UCLA today. UCLA plus 7. Boogie's next pick here on this pod, episode 189. It's 8.39 a.m. and we move on to a big-time game. Texas and Oklahoma State out of the Big 12. 12.30 on ABC. The Longhorns are 3-1 in conference. Oklahoma State's 2-1 in conference. Texas is ranked 20th. Oklahoma State is ranked 11th. Oklahoma State's coming off a 43-40 double overtime loss against TCU. Their first loss of the year. They actually led for a majority of that game. And then they fell at the end. Texas, since their OT loss at Texas Tech, what have they done? Beat West Virginia. Beat Oklahoma. Beat Iowa State. Problem is, though, Boogie, all those games were at home. This is a different story now. Texas going on the road. They're 5-2 and two against the spread. Oklahoma State 4-2 and two against the spread. So both these teams are really good against the number this season. Six seems like a little bit of uh, a little bit too much, though, for Texas, I think. I think so, too. I like Oklahoma State. <coughs> the fireworks from that TCU, TCU game will, I think, carry over, over to this game. They're at home today. Pissed off about what happened last week. Um, Oklahoma State, give me them uh, catching six points against Texas. Texas has been really good. Obviously, Oklahoma State's number 11 in the country, and you're catching six at home off of a loss against TCU. Give me Oklahoma State plus the points. Okie State plus six. Boogie's next pick. I go ESPNU 1230. The BYU Cougars are 4-3. and three. They're on the road at the Liberty Flames. What has happened to this BYU defense? They got absolutely shredded against Arkansas, giving up 52 points at home. They also lost to Notre Dame 28-20 at home. That doesn't look like a very good loss now that Notre Dame lost to Stanford last week as a 17-point favorite. The Liberty Flames come in 6-0 behind Salter, the quarterback. He's been great. Liberty's been looking real, real strong. 6-1 um, and one on the season, already bowl eligible. 
BYU was my best bet last Saturday to beat Mississippi State, and they got absolutely rolled. They owe me money. I'm not laying seven points against you, me, and nine schmucks yeah. down at the softball field against this BYU team. Give me the Liberty Flames getting a touchdown at home. Liberty plus seven is my next play, 1230 on ESPNU. Boogie, we both got three plays yet left, and I'm excited to see. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. There it is. I'm up again, 12.30 ESPN, Purdue at Wisconsin. 5-2 Purdue, 3-4 Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a favorite at home, and I have no idea why. They fired their head coach. They responded with the firing with a 42-7 win in Northwestern, who's horrible. But they lost in double overtime at Michigan State. They now return home. The last time they were at home, they lost to Illinois 34-10. Purdue's won four games in a row against four pretty good teams, Boogie. Florida Atlantic at Minnesota at Maryland at Nebraska. All solid wins. They lost yeah. to Syracuse by three points. Yep. <coughs> Purdue's obviously a lot better, right? Well, I look for a nice little turnaround here for Wisconsin. Um, I think they can run the ball, play defense, rely on the crowd a little bit. Nobody wants Wisconsin here. And why in the world are they even favored? I have no idea. I'm going with the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, Boogie. All Money right. line. Minus $1.30, I think they get the win against Purdue today at home, get the 4-4, four and four and try to salvage their season and make a bowl appearance. Give me Wisconsin to beat Purdue today because I have no idea why they are even favored. That's my next pick, Wisconsin at 1230 on ESPN, Moneyline, $1.30. Now I'm looking, Boogs, what's the next one? You, I'm up again, baby. <laughs> 1 o'clock on the Pac-12 what Network. Do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Don't look now, but the Stanford Cardinals trying to make their way to bowl eligibility, coming off a win at Notre Dame. They now host an Arizona State team who's coming off a big win against Washington a couple of weeks ago. Arizona State off the bye. Before that win, though, they were absolutely atrocious. Losing to USC, Utah. They lost to Eastern Michigan and fired Herm Edwards. Another scenario where Arizona State fires their coach. Stanford's balanced, though. And I think Stanford can run the football, control the clock. They're at home. I think they beat Arizona State. And I'm going to take them on the money line. Stanford minus $1.50 to beat Arizona State is my next pick. I only have one pick left. Boogie has three more for you guys, though. And as I scroll, let me see. Am I, are you going to be given? You're going to be given three in a row. We're going Penn State next game. Penn State, Minnesota. There you go. 430 ABC. Penn State, Minnesota out of the Big Ten. Penn State just came off of a crush off of uh, Michigan last week. I had Michigan in that game. I'm going back to the well over here against uh, Minnesota. Penn State's at home. They were 5-0 and going into that game. Came back into reality, but let's just face it and let's face the facts. Michigan is one of the best teams in the country. Yep. Penn State was rolling, averaging 31.5 points. They're at home. I think it's a bounce-back game. Minnesota doesn't even know if their quarterback's going to be playing. Penn State takes care of business at home, laying the five points. Give me Penn State minus five over Minnesota. Penn State minus five at home to bounce back. That game's at 430 on ABC. Boogie, your sixth selection. We actually go back to the Big 12. 5 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. A huge matchup. We talked about this matchup on Sunday, too, when we previewed this weekend. Kansas State and TCU. Kansas State 5-1, and 3-0 in the Big 12. Number 17 in the country. Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn, the two-headed monster. Quarterback, running back against TCU. Number 8 in the country. 6-0, 3-0 in the Big 12. Max Duggan is an absolute gamer. 16 touchdowns, one pick. 
My Lord, has he been amazing. TCU's 4-1-1 one one against the number. Kansas State's 4-1-1 one one against the number. TCU minus three today at home against Kansas State. I'm going with uh, today in this game, TCU number eight minus three at home against Kansas State. Got to go with the home team today. It's only a field goal. I'm going to take TCU after a wild game last week, coming back down 24-7 Oklahoma State. They come back in overtime to be able to beat Oklahoma State. TCU now is, of course, laying the three at home. That Horn Frogs team, watch out for them. The offense is rolling. Kansas State was off last week. They have an incredible record uh, in these types of games. But TCU is the better team here, and I'm taking them on a short line. I'm going to take TCU on the money line again over Kansas State. TCU on the money line for Boogie's sixth selection. Winner of this game is the outright leader in the Big 12. Undefeated TCU, 6-0, 3-0 in the Big 12 right now. And there you go. My last pick, last but not least, I go to the Mountain West, 4 o'clock CBS Sports Network. The Air Force Falcons are 5-2, 2-2 in the conference against Boise State, 4-2, 3-0 in the conference. Air Force is trying to catch up to Boise State. Ever since Boise State's quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, and their head coach transferred out of town, they've actually been a lot better. Um, they, they've won some games. They've won their last two games. I was at the San Diego State game. They looked good, 35-13. They looked bad up front, but then they came back in the second half. Then they took, out a, they took on a Fresno State team without Jake Hayner and beat them 40-20. to Air Force... They bounced back from a loss at Utah State with a blowout 42-7 victory down here in Vegas against UNLV. That Air Force team, one of the favorites to win the Mountain West. If they're going to have a chance, they got to win this game today. Taking on the conference leaders. I think they take care of business. Air Force has beaten Boise State for the last five. Boise State not very good against the run. And Air Force runs that triple option attack. And they're very disciplined. I'm going Air Force on the money line here, Boogie. Air Force minus $1.25 will knock off Boise State today an inch closer to that Mountain West Championship game. Boogie, last but not least, ACC Network at 5 o'clock. We have an ACC battle between two of the middle-of-the-road teams in this conference. Pitt Panthers, 4-2, 1-1 in the conference. Keaton Slovis has looked good this year. Cardinals, Louisville, 3-3, 1-3 in the conference. Malik Cunningham did not play last week. He's playing this week. They are coming off a victory at Virginia. They're coming off a bye. Pitt beat Virginia Tech. They're coming off a bye. Louisville, a three-point home favorite. Yeah, I am going with Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh's 8-1-1 their last nine meetings. They're catching two and a half. This is only their second road game of the season. Look for the Panthers, though, to control the clock. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the two and a half points against Louisville. Making it quick and short here. Pittsburgh wins outright. Pittsburgh to get the dub at Louisville. Take the points. Last but not least, we have best bet. Episode has commenced. We'll see you guys for episode 190 tomorrow for NFL Sunday, among other things. College football, loaded slate. What's Boogie's blockbuster best bet on this wonderful Sunday? Man, this is an outright winner right now. Boogie's calling it. UCLA plus a seven points down in Oregon, or I should say up in Oregon, as Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, and his super efficient passing plus running back Zach Charbonneau against that Bo Nix-led offense for Oregon. UCLA today plus the seven points outright winner over Oregon. 
plus the seven. UCLA's Boogie's Blockbuster best bet. UCLA plus seven. Boogie's Blockbuster best bet. Barron's best bet here. Air Force Falcons on the money line. Minus $1.25. Air Force will run it down Boise's throat. They're at home. They'll take care of business. Air Force will beat Boise State today. Minus $1.25. Go grab that money line. That's a wrap for episode 189. You guys have an awesome Saturday. Enjoy all the games and win some money. We'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 190. Bearing out. Boogie out.